0: Mentryville is a ghost town in Santa Clarita, California, known for its historical significance and alleged paranormal activity. The town was established in 1876 as the state's first commercially viable oil well, and it remained prosperous until the 1920s when production began to slow down. And by the early 1930s, its residents started leaving the area. The town is rumored to be haunted by the spirits of its past residents, with the most prominent being Charles Alexander Mentry, the man who created the town in the first place. Hell, the, the town is named after him, you know. And people have reported strange noises cold areas, and even the sightings of a ghostly apparition, clothed in period attire, all recounted by visitors. Now in the vicinity of the former schoolhouse, visitors have described seeing a ghostly presence of a young girl wearing a white dress. Some visitors have also reported feeling watched or followed while touring the site. All of these claims have attracted real-life paranormal investigators like Kimberly Demery of Camarillo, who was reported to have had paranormal experiences at Mentryville, as reported on HometownStation.com. Kimberly is a member of an all-female ghost-hunting team called the Paranormal Housewives who has participated in three separate investigations at Mintryville since 2013. Now, after getting permission to enter the Pico Cottage building within the abandoned town, Demery and her group gathered in one of the rooms downstairs in the house and began an electronic voice phenomenon session. In other words, an EVP session in an effort to capture sounds that the human ear cannot pick up. And during the session, Demri would ask questions of the spirits, such as who they were and what year they were there. However, the group experienced the sound of footsteps coming from somewhere above almost immediately, silencing the whole group. The sounds of footsteps seemed to have traversed from one room to another, and when several group members climbed the stairs to investigate, there was no one upstairs. The next shocker was a wet handprint appearing next to one of the other investigators during the EVP session. Now in a period barn across from the Pico cottage, Demery sensed that she was entering a man's space, and he seemed to be trying to tell her that she, as a female, wasn't welcome there. She would hear movement and feel a push down on her head as she was climbing up the stairs to the second story of the barn. Now Demory has caught some EVPs during her investigations at Mintryville including a male voice saying the word, yeah, while she was talking to another investigator. She would also hear a woman mumbling in Pico Cottage shortly before saying, Be here, and the answer, No, after investigators asked if the spirit could speak louder. Now, a few months ago, I was lucky enough to have Instagram page What's Up SCV, who I'll link in the description of this episode, repost my Instagram reel of A Haunting of Mentryville. And in the comments, a man by the name of Evan Decker spoke out about his experiences at the ranch while he was repairing, preserving, and restoring many of the aged buildings on the Mentryville site. And thankfully, I was able to have Evan on for an interview where I asked him several questions about what it is that he does at these historical sites and also his experiences, which are firsthand.
1: Uh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm president of uh, Mentreville, California Inc, which is a nonprofit that is uh, restore, to, ho- fundraising to restore these buildings and you know uh, to the time period of their heyday and open them to the public for tours. And so occasionally I'll go up there and you know check on the buildings because it's kind of in a remote area, you know prone to vandalism hmm. and all that.
0: Now, starting off with the first story that Evan Decker told me. It was one day where Evan and his friend were checking in on one of the houses on the property, which I also mentioned earlier. This house was called Pico Cottage. You know, the one where Demri said that there was some male spirit that didn't want her in there. Well, to continue that, this was taking place during a very dark night and they were sitting around the rose garden just you know talking and and evan's friend who was a female looked up at the house and saw what appeared to be a man in his early 20s staring right back at them from the second story window of the pico cottage house
1: and so my friend and i were going up there to check on everything and, uh, we went through, uh, we were sitting in the Rose Garden out in front of the Pico Cottage, and, um, they, uh, my friend and I were sitting there, and she looks up, and we look up in the window, and she says, oh, there's, like, a man in his 20s, tw- looks like in his 20s, standing, looking out at us, and I see this, you know, shadow figure kind of standing, she's a more sensitive than I am, and, uh, so... We see him and we know that Johnny Pilcher, who was, um, uh, you know, killed uh, from, you know, because tragically, because he was repairing the flagpole outside the Felton school and uh, he was on a ladder and he had all of his uh, uh, tools and whatnot laid out and he, the ladder gave out from under him and he fell to his death, impaled by his Mm. own tools. He died at the hospital a couple hours later but still he was in his early 20s i think he was either 22 or three somewhere in there okay and so uh, that was and then that same night we later on we went up to the schoolhouse to check on things and uh it was interesting because we were in there for about five minutes and we heard like like, it sounded like a, a middle-aged man, like, kind of clearing his throat like, <clears> throat, like, kind of, but like a low kind of grunt like that. And uh, that was, an, it was enough for us to be like, all right, we're, we've had, we've done enough, let's go. And uh, it was funny because 45 seconds after we locked the schoolhouse, the ranger came to check on, you know, he, he didn't know I was up there at the time. And so we yeah. thought somebody was breaking in and noticed it was me. So wow. I always believed that it was kind of like a heads up, like oh he's coming, you know. Anyway, but yeah, that was that was one of the more kind of interesting experiences I've had, uh, at least at Mentreville.
0: So, do you, do you remember how like the figure looked in the window? And how it didn't have you were from, to, the window? from
1: from what I saw. It didn't have any um, facial. It was just kind of an outline, more or less. No, no no, facial features, nothing, you know, an- in terms of anatomy you could recognize. It was just a figure.
0: Creepy enough, a man named Johnny Pilcher had been working on the repair of the Felton Schoolhouse flagpole when the ladder would fall right underneath him, causing him to fall to his death. He was only 23 years old, and the year was 1927. Okay, how how could you tell it was like a twenty, like a like in person or twenty? So my
1: friend, she has clairvoyant sensitivities, and she okay. and she didn't know about she. No, I'll say this: she didn't know about the whole Johnny Pill. I had to tell her after the fact, way later. And wow. so she, she basically that how I told you what that's how she said it to me, and I, I mean I got just talking about it gives me chills. I mean, it basically, it gave me chills when she because I was the, that when she said. She just said, first she said, oh, there's, it looks like there's this man in the window looking back at us. And then I kind of went, oh, how old do you think he looks? Or, you know, do you sense? And he, she said 20, early 20s, but not knowing who, you know, the history part.
0: You look up to, to the window and you see the figure. Correct. How long did you see the figure for?
1: It was, it was there, uh, for about a minute. And then we ended up just leaving. And they didn't move at all? No, just looking back at us.
0: Before we continue on with the second half of the episode, we will take a quick commercial break.
1: So I always Life would do mode. these things where if, if the people say, claim they're clairvoyant or have sixth sense or whatever. I would test them. I did that there and I did it at the Historical Society too, at Heritage Junction. And I would basically, you know, let them in the buildings blindly. Basically, they would don't know anything about the history of the house or the structure or nothing. And every time they it's like they hit it dead ringer on the you know. Yeah. So that's how I test, you know, one of the tests to make sure, alright, something's going on here.
0: How could so many different people say the same thing about the same places? I mean, what, what does being clairvoyant even mean? It's a term I don't hear very often. But uh, someone who is clairvoyant is someone who has the ability to perceive information about objects, people, events, or locations through extrasensory perception ESP or psychic abilities a clairvoyant person is said to have the capacity to gain insight or knowledge beyond what is perceptible through the five senses clairvoyance is often associated with the ability to see things that are hidden from ordinary perception such as glimpsing into the future perceiving spirits or energy fields or having visions of events or information that is not immediately accessible. There has to be something interesting going on here. I mean, Evan would know the history of a property, know who lived there, know who died there. And these people who don't even have access to such details of a property would state things that they wouldn't otherwise know through regular online research. It's amazing how these things can happen. Now, another interesting experience that Evan had at Mentryville also takes place in the dead of the night. It was him and his friend, and again, Evan was doing just a routine check of the buildings, something that he typically does, you know, with his job of keeping things up to par. And they were right in front of the schoolhouse. Basically anything beyond the schoolhouse and the property, there is nothing.
1: And, um, at that, you know, at nighttime, it is pitch dark up there. There are a few lights up there on, on like, the barn and uh, in front of the schoolhouse, ha- or in front of the big house. But, um, other than that, I mean, it is completely dark up there. I mean, if it's a okay. full moon, that's basically how I am able to see. If it's the moon, you know, the moonlight. That's the moonlight is so bright out there. You can don't even need a flashlight. That's how dark it is. Wow. So, at the it was dark. It was dark. So there was no, um, you know, moon. And so mm-hmm. my friend and I are looking up the canyon, and about fifty yards ahead of us, before the first curve beyond the schoolhouse. I start seeing like this flickering light kind of just like going like this but flickering and mm-hmm. I keep looking and we both keep looking and I'm thinking oh my god it's either somebody or something and it looks like you know they're holding a kerosene lantern kind of just like lighting the way and it was just kind of, it wasn't like coming any closer or anything it was just kind of floating there more or less
0: I wonder who this person could have been or if it even was a person at all Walking in the dead of the night in an area that wouldn't even make sense to walk at in such a time. This was 10 p.m. at night in Mintryville. In a desolate location. And apparently this is a hiking trail, but who the hell hikes when you can barely even see in front of you? I mean, even with the small lantern lighting the way, you probably couldn't see much more than an arm's distance away.
1: And it was just kind of... It wasn't, like, coming any closer or anything. It was just kind of floating there, more or less.
0: Kind of about... You didn't see... Kind of about, You could only see the light.
1: Yeah. And it was kind of... It was 50 yards away from us. And it was kind of just hovering there about, you know, where somebody... You know, an old-timer. You know, the height of somebody holding the yeah. lantern.
0: So... And it's no, like hiking trail or nothing or a walking trail right it down? was
1: yeah so that road it's it, it is a hiking trail yes but it was the old service road it actually the road mm. and you can look at a satellite image when you see the schoolhouse and the road continues up and goes into the canyon it eventually turns into like a rugged old hiking trail and then it goes up uh, up the mountain at the top of the ridge line with dramatic views of the santa clarita valley
0: and how long ago was this
1: This had to have been almost a year ago now. It didn't, because it's so dark up there. So all you could, I mean, you have to see it for yourself. I mean, literally, once Mm -hmm. you get past this, it is pitch dark. (laughs) You can't even see your hand in front of your face.
0: Now, after covering Evan's story of his experience at Mintryville, another listener reached out about a strange experience they had when he embarked on the desolate location. We would call this person, John. One afternoon, John was driving up Pico Canyon Road, and he ended up at Mintryville. As John drove through, he came to a quick stop just to check the area out from inside the car. And that's when he noticed an old house right in front of him. On the porch, there was a woman who appeared to be in her 80s, rocking in her chair while staring directly at John. She had a yellow dress and a bonnet-like head covering. And according to John, it was like a scene out of The Little House on Prairie. They would make eye contact and she would stop rocking her chair. And then John would look to his right to see two more people staring right at him, two large young men in overalls who both had shovels, and both didn't move. Lots of white linens hanging on clotheslines right around them, and John would look right back at the old lady, who would now grab a shotgun that was leaning on the wall, holding it in her lap as she began to rock her chair again, still giving him that eye contact. Now, of course, John got the hell out of there, and he would begin to ask folks about Mentryville after his encounter, but they would say that it's impossible that he could have seen people because no one lived there. But hell, maybe they were filming a movie or something, but who knows? John hasn't been back since. So those are some creepy tales about Mintryville, located in Santa Clarita, California. And I want to give a special thanks to Evan Decker, who took the time to have two interviews with me about this place. We will have more episodes coming featuring Evan Decker, where we will talk about several of these hauntings, including the Newhall Ranch House, as well as Heritage Junction. In addition to several other locations around santa clarita you can find evan decker's information in the description of this episode evan is the president of mentryville california inc and also runs the scv history moments instagram page which i will link in the description of this episode please stay tuned for season 8 episode 3 featuring stephanie strange where we will take another dive into Mintryville and also talk about all sorts of other interesting topics. So if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or any other podcast platform that allows it. And if you can share this episode with a friend, that would be greatly appreciated. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at The Scarecast for more content and updates and as always be safe and until next time